Hello and welcome to Common Conservatives. As always, I'm your host, Sherman. Together, we will travel into all facets of life in an attempt to bridge the gap and understand the common divide. All right, so I didn't know if I was going to be able to get another podcast squeezed out here. I do plan after this one to take off until after the first of the year, to which I will probably start season two. Anyway, uh, I decided to go ahead, try to squeeze one out. Just going to talk about some random stuff. Let's talk about some stuff, actually. So my my favorite uh, my favorite football team, professional football team. I'm from Indiana, so it's going to be the Indianapolis Colts. And there was something that happened that during the game last night that sparked a, a series of thoughts. And what happened was during the game, you know, emotions get heated. You're, both teams they are very close in their conference. They are trying to get a win. They want to stay alive in the in the playoff hunt to try, obviously, to get to the postseason, all that good stuff. Well, this is the time of year where we see, especially in the NFL, emotions run a little bit higher than what they usually would because, like I said, everyone's playing on borrowed time. So yesterday, we're watching the game, and we see Kyle Duggar and Michael Pittman Jr. get into like a little scuffle, pushing back and forth, trying to maybe thinking about throwing hands, things like that. And we didn't really understand, of course, at first what was going on until you go back and you replay it and you watch it. And that's the beauty with uh, with NFL and replays is you can go back and you can dissect this and, and do the plays. And, and if we could do that with, with life in general, I feel like, and, and the media and, and the things that we receive, the information we receive every day, if we all had the ability to do that, like we, especially football fans, uh, dissect a replay, oh, man, I, that, I think we'd be much better off. But anyway... What happens was Duggar and Pittman get into a scuffle, regardless of whether you've seen it or not or who you believe started it. It happened, and they went back and forth. And ultimately, the end result is they both ended up getting ejected from the game and could no longer participate. Sparked a thought. Isn't that how we all respond, right? That's They got into a scuffle. If you go back, you can look it up and watch it and watch the replay and watch what happened. So, of course, I believe that Duggar started it. I'm sure that a lot of New England Patriots fans believe that uh, Michael Pittman Jr. started it. However, it got me to thinking that they attacked each other because both of them felt attacked by the other. Interesting, right? Isn't that what we do? Isn't that human nature in general? to do part of the, I guess you could call it the human element, which I talk about a lot. When, when you feel attacked, you lash out as a defense mechanism and try to attack that person. In a good majority of cases, right? A good majority of people, it's human nature to, we have different levels of it, right? Some of us go all out. Some of us, are, maybe we'll say something here and there to kind of defend ourselves. And then there's, you know, once again, in the middle, right? Where a majority of us live. Regardless of where you're at on that spectrum, Humans, we're emotional creatures. It, it happens. It's, it's the way we are wound, and some are more emotional than others. Once again, got that spectrum, got that human element going, right? But we're, we're, we're emotional creatures. So when we get attacked, we feel like we need to attack back. That's, that's a self-defense mechanism. Doesn't the same thing happen politically? So let's think about the Republican side, let's think about the Democratic side, let's think about libertarian, independent, moderate, let's think about conservatism, let's think about liberalism, let's, all of those things. When any of those areas 
feel as if someone else or a different or opposite political party has infringed on that, they attack, right? That's what you see is happening right now. Attack, 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 attack. There's no coming together. There's no finding mutual ground. You have a few people in Congress, I guess you could say, the House, however, um, your state leaders, local leaders, stuff like that, that are that do try, I do believe, have, have a genuine interest in people coming together, the American people especially, in finding common ground and moving forward and, and keeping America the greatest country in, in the world. But you do have the leaders, local, state, and federal, and government, that they are only thinking about themselves. You see it right now, and you've seen it in the past, regardless of where you fall politically in the aisle. That's what you're seeing. And how do we pass that place? How do we get back to where the American people are truly in charge, where our voice is heard, taken seriously, and moved forward with? Something that... I've always thought would work if you do believe in the process, if you do believe that, you know, most conspiracy theories are just that conspiracy theories. I'm not saying that there aren't conspiracy theories, obviously, that have the hold water that have legitimate value to them. However, there are some that I feel like are just too far out there. They, they get really crazy when it comes to conspiracy theories. However, something that I've always thought would work if you true if you truly do believe that process works and the system can work things like that is when it comes to major laws right so we elect people that's one thing that we do right we elect people to hear our for, to speak for us that's that person is our voice so obviously when you're talking locally that's your those are your mayors those are your governors things like that then you have your federal that's your president your senate house all of that good stuff right we we know how all that works so something that I've always thought is when it comes to major laws and major bills that are going to be passed, the American people want to, because that's the way that it was set up. That's the way the founding fathers wanted it, were for the people to always be in charge, for our voice to be heard. What they didn't want was for a politician to have self-interest or to have a reason as to why he wanted to lean one way or another towards a particular piece of legislation, whatever it may be, because of money or because this corporation wants this or says that or, you know, uh, Big Pharma wants this or wants that. That is not what they intended. So I propose to the audience and listeners and people all over the world, why can't we vote on those major bills? Why, instead of electing just one person to speak for the majority, so to speak, because we know some of these states are completely divided, right? 50, almost 50-50, and they swing back and forth. Ohio's a perfect one. Being, they're purple, right? They can go back and forth each election cycle on who leads their state. So why can't we vote on these major bills and legislation so that way our voice is heard? Kind of like how we do the election for sheriff, for your local mayor, president, however it is. We can do the same thing. And we do sometimes. We give our input, right? They'll ask you when you go into the election, well, how do you feel about this? Would you vote for this? Vote yes, no. However, we've all seen that. I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about our opinion because I know people who just skip over those, don't answer them, or just a a a a b b b whatever which not right obviously but they got their part done they want they put in for who they wanted to win this particular election whatever it may be and then they don't care about anything else i actually 
know people like that. What I'm talking about is voting on um, legislation or whatever that exactly like we vote for the president and then let that majority win and say, just kind of like how some things pass through the Senate, it has to be not necessarily a super majority, but a decent majority for that to particularly pass. And you could do that statewide. You could do that federally. We could find a way, I believe, to make that work. Because right now, exactly what the founding fathers didn't want to happen is happening. Too much power is being pushed over to, and, and it swings back and forth. The pendulum swings, right? Every four to eight years, we kind of go whoop, whoop. So time goes on. And we progress more through life. There's more power and more power. There's more. There are more rules, more laws, more legislation that we all have to follow. But typically, it's being pushed through by one party or the other. Meaning, when one party is in control, they push their agenda, try to pass what they feel is right, what they want. And the same for the other. When they are in charge or when they hold office, they do the same thing. All parties are responsible for doing that. And we're going to get, I feel like, to a place eventually where we're going to be. So Biden did it, right? He That's, that's a good example. I hate to kind of use that as an example. But it, as soon as he came into office, he signed executive orders reversing or canceling a good majority of stuff that was actually okay stuff or decent stuff that the previous administration had done because, well, he didn't like it and the, the people that support him didn't like it, so he was just going to get rid of it. We have to get back away from that. There are reasons that things happen. There are reasons that we have border issues and border patrol and border security, all of that stuff. It's not because Americans, a majority of Americans are racist or they don't like a particular group of people. I have not seen evidence of that. In my 31 years of being here, I know I'm getting a little off track here, but I have not seen that. I have not seen people go out and go out of their way for the majority of my life to be racist or bigoted towards other people who are of a, a different ethnicity. Now, once again, before you guys freak out, start sending me hate mail, I didn't say that racism doesn't exist. I didn't say that bigotry in the United States doesn't exist. It does. Racism exists. Bigotry exists. All these things exist. Murder exists. It, we know this. However, it's not a supermajority. I promise you. I have traveled all over the Midwest. I have been to the the south, I have been north, I have been to the east coast. The only place I actually haven't been is the west coast. But I have been all over the Midwest, all the way over to the Carolinas, north and south, all over the place, right? A common theme that I have came across is that people just want to live their lives. They want to live their lives with minimal government interaction or intrusion. They want to raise their families. They want to provide a living for their families. They just want to be treated with respect and dignity like any other human would want. So anyways, I got a little off track there. We will visit that again at some point into the future. But we were talking about humans and how we react emotionally. And if we feel like we're being attacked, we attack back. And anyways, all that stuff. It's real. That that happens. Like I said, you're seeing it happen right now politically. And we have to we have to stop. We have to figure out how... We need a mental reset. We really do. 
And it starts by listening to the other side. It starts by listening to everyone. Now, I'm not saying that you have to agree. I told you guys in the beginning, in the pilot episode, and I believe the first episode, that I had my hard lines. You know, I had my lines in the sand that I drew. I guess you could call it politically that mean a lot to me and that I would defend until my last dying breath because that's how I feel and that's how I believe. It doesn't mean that I don't value someone else's opinion that might differ from my hard line or my line in the sand. Doesn't mean that I don't want to hear it. Doesn't mean that I discard it. Doesn't mean that I don't even think that it has value because I do think it has value because I think people were human. We feel and react from typically our own experiences. That's how we formulate our opinions. That's how we come up with abstract thought. Most of it is from previous experience. So if someone's opinion differs from mine, I want to know why. I want to hear why, because there's a good possibility that the reason that it's different is something that I've not even thought of yet or that I've not even considered. So I do want to hear it. And some of it is something that I've already considered. I don't agree with real quick. One example, when pro-choice Advocates say, well, it's just a clump of cells in the beginning. Mm, I don't like that, personally. My take on that is it might be a clump of cells in the beginning, but you were too. And we know what you turned out to be. We know what the clump of cells turns out to be. It's a human. And by terminating a clump of cells, you are terminating a human. A human life no longer gets to exist because it has been terminated. We know that. One example that I use, once again, we'll, we'll get into this later on in other episodes uh, with abortion and things of that nature. But one episode, or one, one episode, one thing that, one example that I like to use to people is, do you have children? Like, who are the pro-choice and want to argue that it's just a clump of cells? Do you have children? A lot of them have children. Okay. Call your children in here and tell them that you have complete and total control and authority over their life forever, meaning you control when they live or die. Because by making the argument that you can terminate a clump of cells, that's what you're saying. Where does that stop? Where does that end? There is no there's no end to that if you already have that thought process. If you're already traveling down that road, I believe that it's a matter of time before that thought expands itself and balloons into something that maybe you can't even control or that you didn't even think would get to that particular point and now here you are that doesn't mean that i can't entertain other ideas and other thoughts i do believe when it comes to abortion in particular that there are extreme circumstances to which a woman obviously and her health care provider can make that choice for themselves However, I don't believe that if you engage in adult acts, you, you know you've been taught since you were a little kid what happens when you engage in adult acts with you know other people. So I don't believe that once you do that knowingly and willingly, and you can call it a mistake, you can call it whatever you want, but you already know what the potential consequence could be from that. I guess that's my, my thought process as an individual and as a person. That's where I struggle because I could never imagine looking at my two boys now, calling them a clump of cells and terminating that because they started as a clump of cells. And guess what? 
I love those clump of cells with all of my clumps of cells. And if anything were to ever happen to them or anything like that, I would be devastated. They are my world. I care about them unlike I anything I thought I could ever care about. And, that, and that's funny, right? That's a whole other topic. I know I'm bouncing around all over the place on you here, but like I said, I'm trying to squeeze one in here before the Christmas and New Year's break. So I'm kind of just going right off the brain on a lot of this stuff. I'm just following my, my thought process, my, my own train, right? My own thought train. But as a kid, I would never have thought, because you love your parents, right? That's probably as a child and going into your, your early teens, young adulthood, you know, you fall in love, obviously, things like that. Typically, that's just kind of puppy love. But the most and the hardest that you love are your parents, right? They are everything, whether it's your mom, whether it's your dad, whether it's your guardian, so to speak. Maybe your parents are not in your life for whatever reason. you love your guardian. They take care of you, whether that be, you know, someone who adopted you or somebody, a family member, a grandma, grandpa, an aunt, an uncle, whomever you love that person. That's about as hard and as deep as you love growing up. And that's the deepest love, you know, and the hardest love, you know, until you actually fall in love with your significant other, whether it be girlfriend, boyfriend, spouse, something like that, that is as hard as you love. And then if you're lucky enough and privileged enough, and blessed enough, you get to have a child. And I'm going to tell you right now, that experience, having that, seeing a little you, seeing something that you helped create, that you bring into this world, that you're going to try and help raise to make the world a better place and to be a decent human being and to be compassionate and caring and to love, have a love for everything and to try to understand everybody and everything, but to also hold their convictions to them and to close to their heart and to stand up for what they believe in. It's an amazing experience and an amazing feeling. So that's what my mind thinks about and reverts back to when someone tells me they have the right to terminate a clump of cells. That clump of cells evolves into a body to which is nobody's but their own. That is what the clump of cells evolve into. And I would be willing to put the rest of my paychecks on this particular thought. If half the people, or no, let's say all of the people that believe that they can, they have the right to terminate a clump of cells because that is their God-given right, or maybe you don't believe in God or whatever, but it's your right because that's your body. If they, I would say half of those people would have a totally different viewpoint if they went through with the pregnancy, whether it be male or, or female, if they went through with the pregnancy, had the child, and started raising that child. I promise you it would be at least half or more that would change their minds immediately. So anyways, that's just a short version of, and just a, I guess a tiny sliver of my line in the sand when it comes to abortion. Like I said, I have a few. I can be very open-minded. I can understand each and every side of a conversation and why someone feels the way that they do. But when it comes to, like I said, abortion, that is one of my hard lines and that's okay to have just like you can have your hard lines. My only ask is that you Try to understand where the other person is coming from. Try to, that's why in last week's challenge, I asked you to watch opposing views, whether you're right wing, left wing, in the middle, libertarian, Democrat, Republican, 
whatever you, however you identify politically, I asked you to watch the opposite information is that so the opposite the opposite news whether it be podcast news what have you i asked you to listen and try to dissect that and draw from both sides because you're always going to listen to what you favor you're always going to listen to whatever it is that you agree with it is very important to always listen to the other side and have an understanding it's kind of like that one thing like your dad growing up you know he would tell you especially if you were a little boy because there are boys and there are girls but especially if your dad told you growing up you know, don't ever, don't underestimate him. Don't underestimate this person. Don't underestimate that person. Matter whether if it was a bully at school or someone that was picking on you or somebody that you wanted to settle things with or whether it was, it didn't matter. Just an opponent altogether. Maybe you're in a science fair. It, it doesn't matter. But your dad told you, don't underestimate them or your mom. Could have been your mom too. Don't underestimate that person. It's very, to me, it's, that's a similar thought process as to listening to the other side, because I think every person can get down a rabbit hole and get the blinders on, and then they don't pay attention to anything else other than what they feel is right and what their talking head is saying and how much they agree with their talking head. And then it just kind of, you've, you've closed up at that point. You start to make hardline decisions and you don't pay attention to anything else other than what it is that you believe. And I don't feel that that is something that is going to propel us into the future in a good way, because that's what, a, that's what a lot of people do right now. And it's amounting to us eating ourselves from the inside out. Okay. So I got a few more minutes here. Let's, uh, let's move on to bridging the gap. This is where I try to pull people from all aspects, left, right, and center together to find common ground. This one's going to be about emotions because we all have them. We experience happy, sad, anger, guilt, all of the emotions. Some are more amplified than others, obviously, because we're all different. We're all wired differently, but we all experience these emotions, which is what typically fuels us to react a certain way, whether it be with our personal lives, relationships, politics, etc. I do feel like society probably as a whole, if you're talking about governing a society, would be better off if emotions weren't take, taken into account when we pass laws and legislation, things like that. However, the human element does not allow us to always take our emotions out of play. When, it, when, it, when we do anything, whether it's disciplining our child, whether it's voting, whether it's making a decision to continue employment, at a place that you are just incredibly unhappy with and no longer have a desire to be there. All of these things, because that example could be something along the lines of you don't have, you don't have anything else lined up, right? So if you quit, you're out of a job, you're not going, you don't have something to walk right into next. And now you don't have an income anymore, whether it's to support just you, your family, you and your dog, you don't have that anymore and sometimes our emotions get the best of us what i'm trying to say is that we all have those emotions our emotions get the best of all of us emotions once again aren't unique to a political ideology or party or which way you lane on the aisle they don't care you have emotions you're human you feel a type of way i'm asking that everybody understands that about the next person we, we, we've heard it now for years, right, with, with Facebook and 
um, social media, things like that. You always see that little post. It usually comes out around Christmas, but it does circulate throughout the year. But it says, you know, be kind. Everyone's battling something that you're not aware of or something along those lines, right? That's the same. It, that's the same thing with your emotions. Everybody's battling something because your emotions are triggered at different points. They're heightened at different points. We go through things at different points. It doesn't it could be it could be political that has you emotionally driven at that time. It could be personal that has you emotionally driven at that time. It could be your work environment that has you emotionally driven at the time. But one thing's for certain: emotionally. We all hate work, right? We all hate work. So we can come together on that, and we can come together and understanding that we all have emotions, and sometimes they get the best of us, and sometimes we can keep them in check. That's the human element. So with that, we're going to move on to the weekly challenge. How did you do last week? Were you able to watch something with an opposing view as your own and dissect it and take anything away from it? Because I hope that you were. This week... I want you to try and understand maybe somebody, maybe it's a family, it could even be a friend, but maybe it's a family member, a friend, a coworker, someone that you don't necessarily agree with at all, all the time, and try to understand where they come from emotionally. Maybe you strike up a conversation with this person. Maybe you ask them questions. Maybe you dig into their brain a little bit to kind of see why they particularly feel the way that they do. Understand their emotions, understand where they are in life and maybe why they believe the things that they believe. You don't have to tell them why you oppose it or why you agree with it. That's not what I'm asking. I'm asking you to listen to somebody. I'm asking you to talk to another human, not on social media, not on the phone, not through text messaging. I'm asking you to do the hardest thing I've asked you to do yet. And that is to make a human connection with somebody else and talk to them. Someone, like I said, that you don't particularly talk to. Maybe you don't particularly like them. There's a multitude of different reasons why this particular person throws you off or rubs you the wrong way. Talk to them. Pick their brain. Try to understand them as a human. And it's not going to be as easy, more than likely, as just going up and being like, yo, hey, who'd you vote for? <laughs> That's not going to go over real well, more than likely. Okay? Get to know them first. Talk to them. People will tend to open up. It's human nature to open up. People don't like being alone and secluded. It's just the way that it is. It's biological, man. So that, that's my challenge for you. Try to get to know somebody. Get someone to open up to you. Because if you can do that and you can understand that and understand where that person's coming from, I'm going to tell you, my friend, you are light years ahead. I believe that that will affect you in a positive manner. Don't forget, I am out until the beginning of the year sometime. I don't know exactly when yet, but I do know that I'll be taking the next couple of weeks off for the holidays and to finish up my work schedule and spend time with friends and family, as it should be. So Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. And remember, I believe in you and I believe in unity. Thanks for listening. We'll talk again next time.